How's everybody doing? How you feeling? How you living? How you moving? Uh, it is the week of April 15th, coming to you on Tuesday, April 16th, and we got the bad man back. Bart Scott will be in the building for around an hour and a half, probably more. Uh, you guys wanted him back? You got him. So I'm happy to have him in store. Just want to do a quick intro. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday, heading down to Atlanta to do the some NBA Twitter shows. So if you're ever watching NBA playoff games, go on to Twitter, and I'm probably on there talking about the game. I'm going to lose my mind if the Sixers go down 0-2. If you watched the Masters this past weekend, unbelievable. I cried. I did. When he hugged his when he hugged his son, when Tiger hugged his son, I shed a tear. Uh, for those of you that watched that, that was enjoyable. For those of you that like Game of Thrones, uh, that was awesome. Amazing to have it back. Uh, I watched a lot. I watched that. I watched Barry, and I watched that show Action on Showtime. It's a four-part docu-series about gambling in America, and I'm going to try and get more people on. If you've seen it, you saw that Warren Sharp, our buddy, is in it, episode three. You know who else is in episode three? Me and Sims. There's like, right after they, they show the Todd Gurley slide, and there you hear me go, but this the line was seven and a half, and Sims goes, fuck the line. And that was our appearance in the docu-series action. So that was a lot of fun to check out this weekend. Um, I, I only have one other story I want to get to because I want to get right to Bart. But I do want to answer a Reddit question. Thank you to the people of Reddit, uh, the, the people that have helped build the Lefko show on Reddit. Go check it out. I'm going to answer one question from there a week. And I, fig- I figured, you know what, let me do this now because I didn't get to it last week. Reddit question from Jim underscore Tom Sula, and I think it's a goodie. Would you rather fight one Trent Brown sized Trent Taylor or 100 Trent Taylor sized Trent Browns? First of all, apology to Trent Taylor being used in that regard. I would rather fight 100 Trent Taylor sized Trent Browns, Mr. Jim underscore Tom Sula. Because if Trent Taylor was the size of Trent Brown, he would destroy the universe. But. You guys witnessed Trent Brown in this chair. My man is relaxed. My man's feeling good. And I think we have a good relationship. So it would just be me on a mountain of Trent Browns kicking it. I know his demeanor. I think we'd be fine. But one supersized Trent Taylor, I would be uh, deathly afraid uh, for my life. The only other story that really, really, really caught my eye before we get to Bart Scott. Yes, by the way, later in this week, we're going to hear from Kentucky pass rusher Josh Allen, who might be going in the top five. And we had a really good conversation about how he could maybe be a wide receiver in the NFL. That's coming up on Thursday. But Russell Wilson, and this started a few months ago, a few weeks ago, when Colin Cowherd said that he really thought that he wanted to be in New York. And that was, I even said at the time, what what is Colin Coward doing trying to break news? It was fleshed out more by Pro Football Talk that Seattle is apparently saying they believe that Russell Wilson doesn't want to be there and wants to be in New York. And I think what we can start to do is start to use our big boy journalist hats And start doing what we've always talked about on this show. And not pay attention to the news, but pay attention to how it's being delivered and who's putting it out. Little quick thought before we get to Bart Scott. Seahawks put out this story. 
the way it's being reported too, it's the Seahawks organization. Number one, is that John Schneider, the GM? Is that Pete Carroll, the head coach? Is it a water boy? Is it an assistant? Is it a secretary? Let's look at that. The Seahawks organization. Number two, who put out the story? The Seahawks. Why would that benefit them? Because it puts Russ in a, in, a, in a situation where he has two decisions. Either he doesn't address it, and then the fans go, do you want to be here? And they, he, you turn the fans against him because then if you don't sign him, he didn't want to be here anyway. Or he comes out and he says, I want to stay. To which the fans are going to go, well, then sign the contract they're offering you. The Seahawks are putting pressure through the media on Russell Wilson by saying he wants to be in New York. Because what? It's the fear of every franchise in every sport. You're going to turn us down and go to the big city. You're going to leave New Orleans for the Lakers like Anthony Davis. Everybody wants the glitz and the glamour. New York is an amazing city to get your fan base angry at by saying that your star player actually prefers to play there. They're not blue collar, they're New York. Russell Wilson, I also think it's even more so the whole Sierra thing. Oh, he's just doing this because of his wife. Listen, man, if you see the pictures that I put on the Left Go Show IG about what Russell Wilson looked five years ago compared to now, he's a different man. And frankly, if he's able to come to New York, that would be great. He's got Russell Wilson... He's got the Seahawks right where Kirk Cousins had Washington. Right now, he's slated to earn, if he gets franchised the next two years, $66 million over the next two years. That's 33 a year. That's still less than what Rodgers is making. But over the next three, he's slated to make 118. And so we're about to see if the Seattle Seahawks are going to go down a Kirk Cousins road and keep franchise tagging, or if they're going to give him a contract that's worth that amount of money or they're going to trade them. That's what's going to happen. And I believe that they're setting the tone early through these stories that they're leaking by trying to diminish Russell Wilson's leverage and also get their own fan base to start thinking, why would I root for a guy? Why would I root for a guy that doesn't even want to be here? So don't get caught up in the mess. Always remember, people are reporting the stories. And people are fickle. Let's get to Bart Scott bringing the energy. It's a blast. Everything from Bill Belichick and how Bart almost wanted to fight him to what it was really like to be under Rex Ryan to the one coach that he thinks isn't even smart enough to coach to a lot of shit talk. Let's check in with the man, Bart Scott. Ah, uh, that's fun. It's got a little West Coast vibe to it, right? Hey. You heard the voice. He is back in the building. He's back on the map. It is Bart Scott. What took so damn long, man? They needed you. They wanted you back, dude. The homies needed you. I'm not even making you sign a contract this time. That's what's you're, up. You're back now. I'm good. I'm hoping this can be the trust tree, man. It is the trust tree. How I, you feeling? I like the seat. Do I you? feel great, man. Ooh. I can't complain. The Kuna Matana, man. Um, I'm wearing this sweater. Not on purpose, but I'm going to say it's because it's black and yellow and white. Ah. Because the Steelers are fucking taking over this offseason. <laughs> this is insane. What the hell is going on with your former rival, man? man I, I don't know, man. It's like the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. This is a lot of turmoil. They got to fi- figure that place out because under the underneath all everything that's going on, they're in a division that has now become a tough division, trying to be taken over by some young bloods. Yes. Think about Baker Mayfield. Yes. He, he got he got some weapons to help him, you know, to compete for that division. And now you have you know Lamar Jackson bringing in Earl Thomas, bringing in some type of like veteran leadership. They're retooling. They have a good uh, draft pick, and the. Stillers are, are left with the old dog. And we don't know what they're going to be without those weapons. We'll see. Yeah, can, we will. Can, can Connor live up to the expectations? They still have to fix that defense. Yes. And now just. O line's getting older. O-line, Not the same as O line's getting older. The defense isn't as, as scary and ferocious anymore. I don't think these young guys in this division don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin has to be on the hot seat. Oh, he's a thousand percent on the hot seat. I have a ton of questions from the fans that we're going to get to. Um, I have some news and notes that are coming out, uh, and this one's from Joe underscore Choi. What would Bart have done if a teammate or ex-teammate did what AB is doing with Juju and Ben? Now we've seen Ramon Foster and Pouncey come out and say, yeah. hey, "Before you put this on social, just text it to me and I'll handle it." What would you have done if this was your team and, and a teammate left and was still doing this to people on your team? Well, to me, you got to support the young dude, right? Because he's a young guy. He was a fan of Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown thought that he was going to um, embarrass the kid because he reached out to him and he looked up to him. Crazy. He just showed him the love and respect that you would expect the yes. kid coming in into the league to show somebody that's been doing it at a high level for a, a, a long time. I think it endeared everybody to Juju. Exactly. I don't understand – What's AB's point? So at some point you have to move move on. You got your money, you got your wishes. They you they they try to send you to Buffalo. You block that. You went exactly where you wanted to go. It may not be the place that you want to go, but it's one of your places on your list. And he's like at this point, at some point you got to move forward, and you got to understand that now pressure's on you, because the pressure's on you just as much as it is on the Steelers to make sure that you have a better season. Because you got to say it wasn't about. Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't make me. This yeah. offense didn't make me. This team didn't make me. I am a, a, I'm not a system guy. I'm a guy that can flourish and be a top receiver at any level with any organization. So he needs to go to work and shut his mouth. It's not like they're in the same division. They're not rivals. This isn't Landon Collins going to the Redskins saying, right. hey, you guys moved on from me. You guys should have chose me, so now I'm going to make oh, you he pay. he forced his I'm way. Like, right, he, so, what do you think NFL players are thinking about with A.B. right now? They're like, dude. Like, I feel like the Juju thing was the final straw. Yeah. I felt like the Big Ben comments, everyone secretly doesn't like Big Ben anyway. Exactly. I feel like also when he got the contract, every NFL player was like, you actually fought for us. The Juju thing was, yeah. you've all been college kids coming yeah. into the league. You've all had a guy that you looked up to. Yep. And that relationship is super strong. And when you kind of like disrespect that, I, that felt like it offended everyone in the NFL. Because the kid came in with his humble pie, right? He came in, he said all the right things, he did all the right things, he looked up to you. It's like it's like um like that song with um Rick Ross when idols become like R- idols become rivals, right? Exactly. And he talked about cash money and about how he realized all their cars were rented and all. Yeah. I love that fucking album. Absolutely, you know. So that that's kind of what it reminds me of, and then. Every it does, it's actually very because what if the Raiders draft DK Metcalf? If I'm fucking DK Metcalf, I'm not asking Antonio. I'm not sending him shit. Right, because you know he's gonna try. You're and gonna reuse out it. me. Like, but the thing is, is what did he out? 
That Juju wanted to get better? And that Juju looked up to you at college? I mean, he should look up to anybody that's in the pros because that's yes. what he aspired to be. Yeah. And asking for tips and things of that sort. And then he said all the right things when you got traded, understanding that now it's more pressure on him because now he's going to be the number one receiver. He's going to have to live up to those expectations. One of the safeties, Justin Reed, goes, you know, that's disrespectful. I'm going to knock him out. Or, like, I'm going to – when if I play him. Do you think defensive players in the NFL are like, you know what, I'm going to shut up A.B.? Well, I think people looked at A.B. like that was the homie. Like, he's very likable. His dance is funny, stuff yeah. like that. I didn't think people took offense to some of his shenanigans. You know, to me, he reminded me more like Chad Johnson, right? Chad Johnson was a guy that you like, man, I'm going to knock Chad out, but he's funny. He's yes. a guy you want to dap, dap up because you can tell he's lighthearted and it's fun. Yeah. Where T.O. was more – vulgar in your face. It was like, uh, I did this to you. You wanted yes. to hurt him. You wanted to come after him. And where do you think A.B. fits? I think, I think he, just, he just made that transition from being Chad Johnson to being Terrell T.O. To being T.O. where guys like, you know what? I'm going to uh, knock that smile off his face. Mm. I'm going to make him pay. And, you know, this guy's not a good guy. He's a douchebag. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to mess with him. Yeah. So I think guys are going to start looking him up and trying to, trying to come after him. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. He also doesn't have the quarterback to throw him in the perfect spot anymore. Yeah. Because Big Ben, man, threw an unbelievable deep ball. I, can you imagine, having been in the AFC North, what Vontez Perfect did to A.B., <laughs> and now they're on the same team? Yeah, I get it. I, similarly, I could – because you, you kind of respect that, that he plays the game the right way. Like, Burflick would have been a perfect stiller. Mm. Right, because he fits. He fits the Jason Gildens of the world. He fits the Joey Porters of the world. Joey Porter, come on, man, this oh, dude was scra- scraping dudes up in Vegas. You what are you talking I mean? about? When he beat up Le- Levi Jones, he beat him up at the at the craps table or something. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So he did that. What, what else did PZ do? And he beat Wait, up real green. So was there ever a time where you, Perfect, and uh, uh, Porter were all in the AFC North at the same time? No, nah, he he was a little bit younger than us, and yeah. PZ, PZ was gone. But um, Heinz Ward was the same person to us. You know, he was the Chief Towers. He was the Vontaze Burflick. You know, on the other them. side, yeah, the yeah. crack back blocks. Yeah, crack blocks and all that stuff. He's taking Ed Reed out, sneaking yeah. guys, diving at people's legs. You know, we had that rivalry where I remember one time when Tomlin was like, yo, they were going to the playoffs and everybody knew I was going to get them because everybody was trying to get them because he would come. See, the thing about being a receiver, you can come into different worlds and you can bounce back to yours and nobody can come out to your space. Because you can split out wide and yeah. then you can't even touch them. Yeah, but but then he comes in, you know, while you handling business, you know, the, the front and seven blind business. Side yeah, blindside. Yeah, blindside. That's what he used to do. I mean, he, he had some decapitating type of hits. So, you know, I remember they were going to the playoffs and, and Tomlin didn't play him one game because he was like, I'm not, Bart, I, I'm not going to give him to you. I'm not going to serve Really? Because it got to the point with, with Heinz Ward where we were going to – guys were just saying, you know what, forget the play, forget what's going on. If he's around you – I'm finding him. If he's in him, the inside yeah. of a bunch. And then fi- and finally, uh, um, Jared Johnson finally got him. Like, the, like where he was – I think he was on his knees crawling. Wow. Like, got him. Like, finally got him. You know, but Isn't it funny, though, that when a wide receiver cracks on a defender, fans are like, redemption, as yeah. though they get hit? Yeah. Did that upset defenders? Because I feel like Hines was known as the smiling quarterback receiver. Yeah. But in the league, it sounds like defenders are like, yo, fuck that guy. Yeah, because he was cheap shot artist. That's cheap shot artist. You know what I mean? Because... You can come into our world. You you hit us when we're not looking. You're trying to be tough, but you know Hines was a tough player. Yeah, he was a scrappy dude. And if he if the Ravens would have ever brought him over, he would have been embraced. Really? Right. So it's one of those guys that you hate to play against, but you understand and respect his grind and his hustle. You know what, what I mean? would what would a kind of player come in that you wouldn't embrace? Uh, Richie Incognito. 
bully like, type of stuff? It's not even the bully stuff. The, the things that he used to do was career-ending type of things, oh. like diving at your kneecaps, trying to hit you from the back. Those are things that stop my ability to be able to feed my family. So then now right. we got you – know, I, I, I try At to, least Heinz goes high is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's cheap shot artist stuff, but, like, you can you can kind of see him, like, where Richie was coming, it was like – Standing over the pile, trying to cut you by the, over the pile, push you over the pile, that type of stuff. Damn. You know what I mean? That's why he was, at one point, he was like the most heavily fined person in NFL history. I think he he probably finished his career over like $300,000 in fines. Damn. You know what I mean? I, I tried to fight him one time. Oh, you said I told that. you that. Yeah, yeah, you said you that. And he ran yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, yeah. So now I said it twice, so now you know I'm not lying. Yeah. Man, I, it it's just interesting that the Steelers finally don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And it implodes. Yeah. Have you been on teams where like winning masks that shit and then as soon as you start losing, all the fingers start getting pointed and the real characters come out? Are you talking about the San Antonio Holmes eight and eight trying to play for the playoffs in Miami, trying to fight the offensive line as we're trying to go for the game winning? All right, so tell me the story. I didn't ask that knowing. I asked that just yeah, going, well, Bart probably has a story about it. Well, this. you know, we had went to back to back AFC championships. We got off to a fast start our third year. But then we lost some games in a row. All we needed to pretty much do was win one game to get in. And that's when Santonio, San I think that was the year of the butt fumble. But it was the last game of the season. We win pretty much. We go 9-7, and seven, and we're pretty much in. Yeah. We're playing Miami. Miami's not that good, but it's South Beach. South Beach is undefeated. Um, we're in a battle. We're going down. Santonio's San our, our best receiver. And all of a sudden, like, you see Ruckus inside of the, the huddle, and they're pushing. And they're arguing, they're screaming, they're fighting. You're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. San Antonio's trying to fight the offensive line, and the offensive line don't want no parts of them. I think they threw, <laughs> threw them out the huddle. Right, because what are you going to do with an offensive line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, take, you don't want to take that out. It's yeah. like, kind of like Money Mike. Have you ever seen a, a Rockwaller, uh, a Chihuahua fight a Rockwaller? Oh, yeah. Like, me either, but it ain't pretty. It is. It's not going to so, be good. So, I mean, they threw him out, and then that was kind of like the beginning of his demise as well. You know, and so I, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed the, that infighting, and it's hard to to really win when you have guys. He had, he had called them out. Santonio was a was a good player, and I just think he didn't know how to articulate what he was trying to say. Mm. You know, because he had said some things. They asked him like, "Well, because the pressure was on him because the year before he won a bunch of games his first year coming over, he had just got his contract." And, you know, people were saying, well, you know, what's going on? What's, what's going on with your production? And he was saying, well, you know, for the offensive line has to block better, and then we can make take more Damn. shots on the field. But that's not what he was saying. Right. Like, he was trying – he just couldn't articulate it. He used to be, they put his locker right next to mine, and I used to be sitting there like, that ain't going to come off right. Really? So I, I've been there. Oddly enough, it's funny because the same thing that Juju was kind, is kind of was doing – to AB, like pushing him to be like to I think he got just as many targets as yeah. AB and AB is kind of upset probably about that. AB did the same thing to, to San Antonio no to, to San Antonio Holmes. Holmes, right? Because that's how he got there. Right? So like, you know, the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. And it's how you handle those situations. I tell people all the time, in football we all die our football death. But, you know, you get an opportunity to to, to decide how you die. You can die like a coward you know, by, like, sabotaging young guys and not being a good teammate. And holding on for as long as you can. Right, holding on and trying to force your hand and force your, your, your power and your authority with the organization yeah. to suppress a talent that's ready to emerge. But really, like— Or you can be a guy that helps everybody and say, you know what, this young kid, he's ready to take the, the mound. I mean, when, 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 when Shaq was with Dwayne, he realized that Dwayne was a better player. He was a great player, but he was on a decline. He, he he relented. He said, yeah. you know what, young fella, this is your team now. 
And I feel like AB wasn't ready to do that. And he still was playing at a high level. And it, sure. But it was coming. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but definitely in three years. I think it'd be that part where, you know, Juju was going to pass. I think AB, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I think AB's like going to fall off in about a year and a half. That's two years. I would say two years. I think like he's going to have a good season. And I think halfway through next the season after that. And the main reason is I just compare him to other players. Mm -hmm. You know who I looked at? Chad Johnson. Yeah. And it was. They played the same amount. They've had very similar success. Yep. Chad went to the next team. And then with change, all the comfort zone goes away. New quarterback, the new nuances. coach. The nuances go away. And I'm sure that's what happened to San Antonio, too, yeah. where you, you come from an organization where you're winning and everything's clicking, and then you go somewhere else and you're like, I never had to worry about this yeah. shit for the last eight fucking years. Well, because the system gets to grow. And part of our success – um, and my success was always being with Rex. I only had to be under one system. Now that system was able to grow. Same thing you see with Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady. When you're with somebody for so long, oh, man. what happens is you've seen everything. So you've been in every situation, so you can dig deep. I think that's sometimes why, why uh, Eli struggles too. It's because they've had like four different offensive right, lines. right. So he doesn't know the nuances. Cam Newton too. Cam Newton's had like a new OC every year, right? Because sometimes it comes a point in the game where you it's no answer. And you have to be able to, to take the tools that the coach is giving you and figure it out because you're going to see something that you've never seen in a situation that you've never been in yes. before. And you got to be able to think it out. So when I was always with Rex, whether I was in Baltimore or I was over here, we can recall on something. This is the nonverbal communication between people that have played with each other for so long. Right. I remember being with Ed, you know, playing with Ed Reed. We had been together at this point like seven years. And, you know, he was like, hey, Bart, you know, I remember in the playoff game we played the Wildcat. Right, he jumped. He jumped a, a slant and took a slant, and that kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, he was supposed to be the post player. I was the three receiver slant guy, but he saw something, and he, he knew that I knew the defense enough that I knew his job, and he I knew that he knew my job. Yeah, so he just switched it on the fly. And was it like a signal? Did he tap you? Did he say something? He was like, he's like, Mew, get the post. Like, bet. All right, so I'm in wow. the box. I take the post. He jumps the slant. He takes the hot. I mean, Pennington don't know what the hell he's looking at because he ain't never seen it before. Right. So that's that was the beauty. We used to call it organized chaos. We was like, we don't know what we're doing, and you don't know what we're doing, and that's the beauty of it. Well, I had so many questions from the listeners about Rex. Yeah, Like, yeah. your relationship with Rex is fascinating. No doubt. Uh, first time you met him, like, could you tell that you guys were going to work well together? It's, it's weird because the first time I actually met Rex, I really it went, it went a while before me before I could even really notice him. So he was all, he was on the Ravens staff when you got drafted. Yes, okay. and, he, and he was the offensive. He was the defensive line coach. Oh wow! So Mike Nolan was the Marvin had had left. So Mike Nolan was the defensive coordinator. Um, Mike Smith was my linebacker coach. Right. Uh, Donnie Henderson was the defensive backs coach, and Benny Thompson was which pretty and Gary Zahner was the special teams coach. Rex was the lineman. You know, he's big dude. We just always mess around. He was. What what I recognize when I it was like my second year when I really started paying attention to Rex, because his job was to blitz packages, so like Mike Nolan come up to scheme, but then you know we have like the presentation day and all that stuff, and he would and Mike Pettin was uh he filmed practice. That's what his job was. Yeah, he, the we, DC of the Packers hey, was just hey, filming. Hey, like, like yo 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 Mike, 
tight frame, dumbass. <laughs> Make sure the film is so we can see it. He was just a low assistant. Hey, wide shot. He up there with the bungee cord. <laughs> but the yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to, like, kick him in the ass, throw snowballs in him, throw him in it. Like, like it was funny. Like, these days would take wrecks and, like, <laughs> he's like a lovable teddy bear, man. Yeah. They take snow, like, throw him in the snow, hit him with yeah. snowballs. Is this Petten or Rex? Both. Oh, really? So like, you guys were just hitting your coaches. I kind of we used to, man, it was crazy there. We used to like we used to do stuff like um and other teams don't do this. I, I don't know. We used to do like bowling, like like we would bowl like like we'll do, take like pet or take take an assistant, put them in like the garbage bins on Friday, set, set them up. I mean uh, the the clothing bins, set them up like bowling pins. Push them all the way down the hallway. Just let them go. Pff, they fall out. And is Mike Patton like? Allowing you to do this, or are you like just shut up and get in the bin? He have a choice. Like he, damn, he was down there go get the donuts. So who was the one? It's funny because when he came here with the Jets, like I, did, I had never seen this guy before, right? Because it's like, it's like it was like we we've all been to college. Yes, we've all ran into somebody that we knew from the neighborhood, and we like, and we see people showing respect. You like this cue ball, this piece of shit. That's Come amazing. here, I, can, I will give you atomic wedgie and kick you in the ass right so now. So what, what did Petten do when he saw you in New York? No, when he saw me in New York. It, Cause he, he was say, like, "Don't put me in the thing." No, he, no, real... no, no. He used to have a, he used to have like the the peninsula. You know what I mean? So he had like he had the patchy ball spot. Oh yeah. It was like it was like uh, Samuel Jackson on Shaft. Oh, he came here. It was all shaved. Had the goatee. What the hell? Are you get a goatee? Yeah. All of a sudden, he cool. Yeah. And like all the players scared him because they don't know. All he know, he came from the Ravens. He's the defense coordinator. So are you in the locker room being like, "Nah, fuck this guy." No, no, I I, I didn't blow up his spot yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, he still was part of the family. Yeah. Because I knew him before, but like we'd be sitting here like. You know, me, Jim Leonard, like, you know, Trevor Price, yeah. uh, Marquise Douglas. We look like, this boy, he think he tough. He was going to smack the shit out of his ass. That's like, so funny. So, like, I used to actually spend time up there. But it was funny because as Rex continued to, to improve and get promoted, I kind of got promoted as well. You know, Mike Smith ended up leaving and had Singletary. Man, the funniest thing was watching the AAF. Watch Singletary as a head coach. Singletary can only be a head coach. Not an X and O guy. No. Yeah, he's yeah. just there for the speeches. Yeah, yeah, he's he. That's what he. Have you been doing some re, some 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 reconnaissance on me? Who that, me? That's all. That's all. Singletary was was. That was his job, basically. Well, think about it. With San Francisco, I tell you my AD story. Right, he got the head coaching job because he said, "I want winners." Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the dumb public is like, "That's what a head coach looks yeah, like." Yeah, yeah. I told you the AD story, did I? No, you did not. Oh, so Mike came late, right? Mike came to the to the building late. So we were already there. He came like the second or third year. So Mike was crazy. First first time ever meeting Mike was um we, you know, doing our drills and stuff like this. He's from the old school, straight junction boy type. So I remember oh, yeah. he played under Buddy Ryan. So like, you know, Peter Bowware, first of all, never came to, to, to training camps. He always would get a surgery or something, so he don't have to show up. Ray really didn't show up or anything right. like that. So like, you know, he, he decides to give us these rubber bands and he has this shoot. So we under the shoot and we, you know, we we shuffling or whatever. He's shuffling with us. Pete, like, he's killing us. Like, this is like, t- this is like now, today. Like, yeah. obviously, so much that that Ray and, and Peter was like, look, man, y'all need to go talk to your boy. He tripping. Really? Talking to Ozzy. Like, yo, he tripping, man. That's so like, funny. He killing us. Like, we, we dead. Singletary doesn't know any other way. He don't know nothing. Yeah. Right? So, 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 we doing it again. And Peter Bower just, he's had enough. He like God. He you know he falls. Peter don't cuss. He's really religious guy. Oh really? Yeah. From you know he ran for Congress all this stuff. So he 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 falls over like God dang it. So he takes it, throws the rubber band down. Right. We're in the shoot. Meanwhile, Ray and Ed Hartwell still in there going dying. 
He like waiting on you, Pete. Stop. Like, but what can you say to Singletary because he's a great player? Like you're a great Hall player, Hall of Famer, right? So like at this point, like they go to Ozzy, uh, so we get off to a bad start, right? Ozzy, right? So we sit, so we sitting in there, and we we have been in the defense longer than him, so we know the defense more than he knows it. So he's coming in, and he would say stuff that was wrong, but out of respect for him, we wouldn't say nothing. Wow. Except AD. Background story for all the listeners, right? AD's the same person that got into it with Bill Belichick when he became a Patriot because him and Randy Moss showed up late for practice one day because it was a snowstorm, and he said he don't know what – and they got sent home. And he said, I don't know what Bill wanted me to do. I ain't, a, I ain't a freaking Jetson. My car don't levitate. I can't fly over the traffic. It was traffic. I called. Wow. Got tra- and his tender with the Patriots weren't that, wasn't that long. What's AD's full name again? Adelius Thomas. Oh, yes, okay. I didn't so they got him call him AD. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we sit, so we sit, so we sitting in the meeting, right? AD's that guy. So we sitting there. That's, wait, so he was the guy more than you were the guy? No, uh, AD was a, a classic asshole, like straight, like, like you realize that the mad backer saying that somebody else is off the rails, yeah, yeah. is a is an insane thing to think about. AD, like, we we got the same birthday. Really? Yeah, yeah. funny as hell. That's hilarious. Yeah. I saw him the other day, though. But anyway, so we sit, we sitting in a meeting, right? So he's that guy. He's that guy that's never going to let nothing get by. I'm like the funny guy. He's like the guy like. Gotcha. So, there so, is a difference between the funny guy and the asshole. Yeah. It's a huge difference. So so, so, so we sitting in there, and, he, and, and uh, Singletary's up there trying to draw something. And he's like, he was like, we like, he's like, coach. we like, coach. Man, that's wrong. He was like, you know what? Be right back. So he leaves, goes out. I guess he goes to ask Rex or ask Nolan. Uh, he was wrong, right? So he comes in there, and he's like, you know, you guys are right. So he goes there, show it again. AD was like, man, coach, that's wrong too, he said. So he, Singletary turns around, always got his little wooden cross on. He said, every time I say something, it's always the same person. A-D. A D A D. He just A D. He wrote it like twenty times. Like a substitute teacher yeah. that snapped. He wrote A D over himself like maybe fifty times, and just yelling. And we all looking like, oh, this dude's having a fucking breakdown. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, son? Dude, you have a really good singletary person. What would you say, dude? Just passed out. He's basically having a breakdown in I front pr- of everybody. I would probably go, my bad, coach. You understand what I'm saying to you, son? I don't know what you want me to do. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Come. He just stormed out. He just freaked out? He stormed out. Damn. And are you guys just dying? Yeah, we're cracking the fuck up. We oh, like, man. AD's still talking. I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to go out and do the wrong thing? Yeah. So what we realized is Singletary don't know shit about the X and O's. He played in the 46. Yeah. And his job, he had to run it back every time. Damn. And that's what his job was. So, you ask him to draw a cover too. He don't know what everybody do. Wow. So forty six how- is a is a is a cover one sy- system. So that means somebody got to tight end man yep. and man. So it's it's not complex. No. So we laugh. It's a matchup he, type of defense. Because we knew more about the defense than he did, but he couldn't handle it. So he needs to be a. Head. I said all that to say he could never be a coordinator. He needs to be a guy that he needs to be the rah rah, rah guy, the, the structure. But they were calling McCarthy a CEO. Yeah, yeah, he's like just, an yeah, 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 yeah. So then when you see him in the AAF, you're just laughing. He's Flavor Flav. 
No, no, because who did he have with him? I don't know. And I didn't had, pay attention to He had to Dennis him. Thurman. Mm. DT was our coordinator the whole time. That's the thing about the NFL is there are these coaches that are so good at X's and O's, but they get pushed down by the personality guys yeah. that are better in the media. Because being a, being a head coach is about being the face of the organization. And you can have guys that can draw up plays and draw up schematics, but they can't motivate men. Like a Mike Martz type of situation. Yeah, yeah. But, but then you're socially awkward and you can't relate to people. So you'd rather have a head coach that's a great leader of men than a great football mind. Yeah, because my coordinator just needs to be in my football mind because that's the guy that I'm spending most of my time with. Yeah, because I feel like people get frustrated by Tomlin. But I'm like, I feel like Tomlin's a good motivator of men. Yeah, I think so. You know? Well, so, brother. Was that a pound? He's pounding. Yes. <laughs> you don't know why I got you. You can like Eddie Griffin a little I, bit. Oh, that's funny. I do, undercover brother. I do yeah. feel like NFL players do like Tomlin, though. We do. Yeah. You know what I like about Tomlin? No matter if his if his team loses, never makes excuses. Ever. It's just Andy like Reed's we didn't get it. We way. didn't get we didn't get it done. We gotta be better. You know, that the reality of it is that the calls aren't gonna Dude, always go. I your was way. talking with Kelsey and Mahomes and they were telling me that Andy Reid's the coolest motherfucking coach they've ever had. Yeah. That if anything goes wrong, he puts it on him, he gets there and he it, he's just cool. Yeah. And I think that's you need a guy like that. I could I can I could have rocked with um Bruce Aaron too. Oh, Bruce Aaron gets down. Any dude that got a got a Kango and eat shit, eat eat, eat um, paint chips twice, not right. once. Eat paint when twice. You like the flavor yeah, of yeah. paint. Yeah, like bro, what, what is wrong with you? You're you're crazy. All right, we need to get back though to Rex Ryan. Yep. He's a D line coach. He's in charge of blitzes, and I've I've heard Giants in the '90s talk about. I remember Phil would tell us that they would see Belichick and they'd go. He would have some crazy beautiful fucking mind. plays. Was it similar with Rex Ryan? He was like a beautiful mind. It's like, man, this dude is a talent that we he needs to be set free. But in my mind, I go, you bring a linebacker, you bring a safety. What's so beautiful about that? But what, what was there a play that you remember? Or it's, it's everything. It's like he always has something new and innovative. That's why you never knew it was coming. Just think, Rex is the first person that stood everybody up. Like everybody else doing this old anima type of type yeah. of defense where nobody said everybody's moving around the offense line don't know who to identify that was they stole that from Rex and I like, think he, he kind of stole it from his dad because the original 46 defense yeah. he made was like we're bringing anybody that you don't yeah, have see covered. but see but that's the, the difference is in the 46 everybody was set so yeah it was it was a crazy defense it was basically cover one or cover zero meaning man to man no help yeah. inside or out you know, you got some certain places. Now, Rex had to put the 46 in because he said it'd be written out the will. Mm, that's but, hilarious. But, no, true story. You know, buddy would have kicked his ass out. But Love Buddy. But he stood up. Everybody standing up. Haloti lining up at safety. Let me ask you this. Take me to the practice or the meeting room the first time everybody standing up was pitched to you guys. Do you remember that? Not the exact time, but I remember what, what it was. What it was is Rex was a great teacher, too, understanding that really when you hear what does these line calls mean, 5-0, you know, what that means our five got their big five. Well, if they can't identify who our big five is, right. then it doesn't matter. Is that how he pitched it to you guys? Yeah. He was like, listen, like, because we all knew what each other was supposed to do because everybody there was intelligent. It you sounds know, like. You know, I mean, everybody there was like could be play multiple positions. So, like, sometimes I would play safety. Remember – He's the, he's the same defense coordinator that lined Adelius up at squat corner at 270 pounds. He's like, your only job, AD, is to throw Chad Johnson into the Gatorade. 
and then sit and squat in the corner. You're the squat corner. And so, like a cover two, just like yeah. you know, sit and there you're, in the flat. Right. So yeah. you're the squat corner. Anybody come to the flat, I want you to – But your Punch first the crap, sit. Throw him in the Gatorade. And Chad's like, when you see AD coming, he's like, oh, damn. He wasn't quick enough to get away from him? Adelius, remember. Remember who Adelius Thomas was. He was, a, he was at one point, was the, the, the most deadly weapon in football. For two years, he led the league in, in, in sacks. Wow. Just off blitzing. That's why Belichick, Belichick wanted him. Snapped him. That's right why. Up. That's why he stole him from the Pro Bowl. Yeah. 2006 with the Pro Bowl, they they having secret meetings. Really? Yeah. He signed him there. He was just picking him up, and being like, "Adalias, I, yes, I yeah. can use you." No, no, everything. no. He'd be like, "Hey, it does come talk," and they would go away. Really? Yeah, and talk. And, and were we, you like, were you guys? Is, do you? Want we all your, knew he was going. There. It was like, "Yup, he ain't, he he out," because we knew he was a free agent. But remember, and he, you want your friend to secure the bag, and yeah, remember, yeah. remember, he also went to the Pro Bowl as a gunner. Really? On the punt team, two hundred. This would be the funniest thing ever, man. Men of days just be gunners. Wow. So so usually see the double team walking out there, trying to. They're like, okay, and he's two seventy like corner, a wide receiver. Yes, <laughs> he just smack him in the face. Bop and stiff arm, and then he's still fast enough to run away from because he's a four wow. five forty. Jeez. So Rex created that. He put Haloti at safety. I remember he he set up a scheme because he understood the blocking schemes of the Bengals. So he put Haloti at safety. Then he would put me at at uh, the off linebacker, and my job was to come across and go in an A gap to take the center with me. Right. Line somebody else in a B gap. To open that up. Take the guard. Haloti's at 12 yards, running downhill. Guess who has to pick him up? Running back. The running back. Freight train. He spent him like a top. Wow. I think he knocked him out with his knee because he tried to cut him. <laughs> he tried to cut Haloti. Haloti's 240. It was two hits. Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. It was the knee. It was night-night. Wow. It was Rudy, some Rudy that they said. Was it at a point where Rex would get up in the meeting and diagnose a blitz, and you guys would be like, they're going to have no idea what's about to happen? Oh, how do you think I killed Ben? It was off a blitz that was designed to confuse because we knew what they center did. If anybody, and who was diagnosing that? Rex? Rex? Rex would watch the film and see it? We know their line stunts. He knows, like, and so they, they had a center that used to put his head between it. He put his head, his, his holes, get up. He puts his head between his his uh, legs, looks at Ben, looks up, does this, and puts his head back down, then snaps up. Oh, so you could time that out to a T. You got it? So I lined up on this side. So The left the, side of the, the offensive the, the right, line. The right side of the offensive okay. line. Yeah, their left side, but our right yes, side. Yes, yes. He puts his head down. I sprint all the way to the other side. Adelius is standing overneath. The tackle. So by the time he, you're on a completely different side. Than so what, he slid the line the wrong way. When he put his head behind, we all went, a couple of us went the other way. So then when Ben hiked it, they, can't, they end up one man short. So wow. Adelia's job is to touch the lineman. So if I touch you and you're a tackle and I'm a, I'm a DN, what are you going to do? I'm going to react to you. My point. And then Adelia's dropped that because his responsibility was to curl flat. So now – he now has nobody for me. The flat's not open, and the offensive lineman's completely facing Yeah, if you ever pull that play up, it's the funniest thing ever, man. Is it? And is it? would you say this is the hardest hit on a quarterback you've ever done? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead, and Ben still credits it as the hardest hit ever. But it, it was just me not blowing the layup. All right, so Bart Scott, Bart Scott levels ben, ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and, and pretty much what it – so watch where I'm at. You'll see me. Okay. Don't worry. See, I'm right here. Now watch his head. See his head? Goes down. Oh, watch me. 
Bye bye. Watch them. Watch the days. Oh, the days drop back. Daka. Night night. And look at Willie Parker. I thought I had him. Who was coming? I thought what had happened was and night night. And that's all Rex. So how? What does that feel like to be on a team with a coach where like every week you guys feel like you have an advantage before the game ball even gets snapped? It, it's 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 an empowering feeling. You know what I mean? It's like we were going to. You know, that year, that's got to be what the Rams' offensive players felt like last yeah. year with Sean McVay. Yeah, it, and then if you play for Belichick, like every fucking game. Yeah, but it, it felt empowering. Yeah, it's like it's like man, they don't know what's coming because every week was something different because it was game specific. So he's a genius. He's a beautiful mind when it comes right, to like offensive coordinators couldn't study what they did to the Steelers because Rex isn't doing the same thing every. Yeah, because he's he's designing his defense to what you do. So you can never, you can, ne- and then what happened is we have been together so long that he can always create it. Like, oh, they they doing something different. Like we played the Patriots. Like, oh, they doing something different. Remember the, the year that they won the, they went undefeated. We shut them down mm. on Monday Night Football. That's and that's uh, when you had all the penalties at the end of the game you were talking and about. I th- yeah. So yeah. Rex Rex is is a guy like that. So I hope he gets his opportunity to get back in the league, but it's probably going to have to be like as a. Uh, college coach first. I always He's said Dick Vermeil type that of thing. I wish Rex would just be a DC. Yeah, because that's clearly where his specialty is. Yeah. And I kind of thought as it went on, he just started playing the head coach role too much. Yeah, and it. I don't know. Like I, I don't want to talk bad about your former coach, no, no, but the, I felt the, like the, it started to tail off. No, the problem with Rex is he's too loyal, uh, and he loves too hard. He will go. He's the guy that. That will sounds go. like a thing that you say in an interview. It's like, yeah. what's your weakness? I'm too loyal. <laughs> yeah. He would go down with the ship, and so he would keep guys on staff. His best friend Jeff Weeks, or he would keep certain people there, and they they weren't carrying their weight, or he would say, "You're the offense coordinator. I trust you." That's what his dad did. Right. That's, that's what that's what happened to Randall Cunningham. Yep. Buddy was like, you figure that out. I'm only focusing on the defense. Right. That's what Buddy did in Chicago, too, when he got in the fight with Dicka. Right. So he, so he trusts too many people. Mm. And I felt like he, he, he made the mistake the first time, but then he went up to Buffalo. It was too soon. He should have been away from the game a little bit, then came back and learned from his mistakes. But he doubled down. Right. You can't double down. You got to involve. Brought his brother, brought an Ed. Yeah. Bringing his brother in was the worst thing. Because yeah. then his brother's coming in. He's like, I'm his brother. So you can't talk down your brother. Your brother, like, you the head coach, but I'm your brother. Exactly. Like, so now and you. And we're twins. Right. So now it's not, it's, not the, it's not the different levels of command chain. Right. Brother thinks he's you, and he's talking to you, like, and then it just all implodes. Uh, all right. Got another question here. This is about sort of what, like, playing for your rival. Could you, Bart, this is from Nick Rodriguez, 22, Mm -hmm. could you have ever played with the Pats after battling with the Jets for so many seasons? I, having not rooted for either of these teams, Mm -hmm. did not realize that Patriots fans fucking hate you. Like it's I, a pat, it's deep. I didn't realize it a was lot. so deep. A lot. Is and it I, from the can't wait stuff? I think. What so. did you say about the Patriots that get they got them so upset? Well, well I said something about the Providence and how stupid they were because they would like pull the fire alarm. I said that on my radio show yeah. a couple of days, and they they didn't take to that. Oh, you accuse? I got I got I got challenged to fight. Yeah. About like being accused of anything. That's They're jerks, not, man. Yeah. They, come on, man. They put a man. You ever play? You you stay in Providence and they gonna pull your fire alarm about three o'clock in the morning. All the facts, time. Facts. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Or they're gonna stand on the building across from the hotel and yell with like microphones. All really? the time. Like, bro. Like, really? 
I kind of appreciate that. It's a really good strategy. I hear you. But if I catch you in that, I catch you in that <laughs> okay, stairwell, you don't get to, you gonna go night night. If Belichick, but they really hate me. I don't listen. Like I had Patriots fans in this office. I was like, "Yeah, Bart's coming later," and they're like, "Oh, fucking hey, thank God I'm not here." And I'm like, I, "What I are you gonna yeah, do?" I didn't even play long enough. Only played for the just for four years. Why do you hate me so much? I think because they're just so arrogant, so used to winning that they can't handle that for one game and a big moment. We took it from them. I think it's because you said can't wait and then beat them in the playoffs, and yeah. it's never fucking happened. They don't lose in fucking Foxborough. Yeah, I mean, but they lost to the teams that I played for. They, they, they lost to the Ravens in the same fashion. They don't yeah. hate the Ravens. They respect the Ravens, but they hate the Jets yeah, you're because they look at the Jets like for, stepchildren. You're probably up there for, like, player with the most wins against Belichick in, like, big games, yeah, percentage-wise. Yeah, this is, why, this is why they hate me, right? This is how I know they hate me, I mean. And, oh, yeah, I made fun of Kraft, so like on, recently? Yeah, recently. So Yeah, well. Yeah, it's like whatever. I just said You got you, know, you just got to keep your hands on the I just said, "Listen, do the right thing the wrong way. You should have showed up. Listen, I want like Yes, you were saying this yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah, show up at 8 o'clock. I want the first appointment. Why you want to middle day 3 o'clock? Yeah, I don't want 3 o'clock but bodies. If if Belichick called you up, you could have gone to the Patriots. Would you have wanted to try out for the Patriots and see what it was like? I mean, David Harris went to the Patriots. Revis went to the Patriots. They used to steal people off our team all the time. All the time. Marquise Cole, uh, Sean Ellis. Do After Sean th- Ellis just has. Do you think players in the NFL want Belichick to call them up and it validates them in a little bit? That if you get that call by the Patriots that you're kind of like, shit, Belichick sees it in me. See, I think Belichick I think Belichick didn't realize that I was probably the type of player that he needed. See, he got me late in my career. But I had all the attributes that you would want for from a or or what I think he looks for in, in a Patriot. He's a I was always a guy that was willing to be a team first guy. I was able to do multiple things. I used to do multiple things. I used to play a, a former defensive end for the for the Ravens. Yeah. Safety. Linebacker, and I was a I was a cannonball for for Ray. Sounds like you wanted the call. No, 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 not at okay. all. Because and speaking of Adelius and all that stuff, quality of life is horrible. Really, people that play up there, players that play up there, hate it. You have to like the only sacrifice. Thing they, they hate it's like a miserable being. But you win Super Bowl, so you feel good. But the people that went up there that didn't win regret it. So when like the Lane Johnson quotes come out about it's not fun and and I'd rather have fun and win than like not have fun. Yes, it's for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's more. It's, Some people need that focus, though. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm. I'm. A, I want to see like what this team is like without Tom Brady. But I think Bill will leave, so we'll never know. I think Bill wants to stick it out for a few more years after that to prove that he can do it without Tom. He can't. You, Whether really? he realizes it or not, he can't. I don't know. He did his, his team, eleven he, and five. Matt Castle it, it, three and one without Brady. They got I, a winning I, record without I, Brady. I get it, but that's because you get you get spotted six for playing in the division that you play in. Mm. So you only beat a couple teams that were actually good. Right. The rest of the teams you just feasted on your division. I don't know. I think Belichick's the greatest coach that's ever lived, and and maybe, I maybe I think he's done more for Brady than Brady's done for him. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I mean, I that's not me trying to throw shade at Bill Belichick. No. Like, the, a lot of things that he gets up, like letting guys go too soon. Um, like this, That's well, a very Bill Walsh thing. Bill yeah. Walsh was known for that. Letting yeah. you go with, like, two, three years left in your career. Yeah, like, like getting Ma- ahead of it. Malloy, Law, Santi Samuels. Like, he would have won a couple more Super Bowls if he would have had Richard Seymour on that defensive line on some of those things that he lost. But he's won so many that we don't really critique the ones that he's lost. And we don't talk about – we always talk about how great he is in the draft, 
but we don't talk about all the misses he's had. Oh, no, I've come he, at Belichick. I think that Belichick's we everybody's weakness is the draft. The draft yeah. is fucking impossible. See, what he does is he catch people that's desperate. People that's on their on their last leg, they want to submit their legacy, so they're willing to like you know like Bennett, he's willing to try and win a championship Corey on the way Dill. out, right? So so he'll so he'll play at a high level in a specific role, and he'll take less just because he wants to win. Yeah, and then you win, and he gets he get rid of your ass. Did he ever talk to you on the sidelines? No, I told you like I, I wanted to smack the shit out of him, like on NFL Today. It took everything in my life on the set of NFL Today on CBS. No, on the sideline. Oh, motherfucker, rude! Like, listen. First of all, I do a fi- I used to do a financial literacy program with Morgan Stanley. Financial literacy. I go to every team. I've been to Seattle Seahawks three times, Tampa. Man, I need to talk to you. Like Tampa, Houston. Because I ain't saving shit. Yeah. See all these sweaters I got? Hey, rock out with your cock out, man. No, I don't want to do that. Enjoy anymore. life, man. Listen, I'm engaged. You're, you're still young, man. I gotta say, no, 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 no. shit. You're, still, but, you're young enough to enjoy life. But anyway, so you're going around the teams doing financial literacy, and b- the Patriots wouldn't let me come. I'm like, so I got information to help your team, and you won't even let – they're like, he, Bill will never let you in the building. Like, really? Like, where? We still, I don't think that's a you thing, though. I'm like, we still got beef from me I don't playing? think it's that. Because the stories that I have heard when Sims was here talking about their privacy and how they're the only team What that, the fuck does he think I'm going to do? Like, be taking reconnaissance for the Jets? I don't play for them no more either. Dude, I think that Belichick <laughs> believes that you would have come in with buttons that were recording stuff. He apparently take his big board; it's locked under a metal garage door, <laughs> and that no one's allowed in the fucking room, bro. And that they have you walk in and you sign in, and then there's another door. Like it's run like a CIA. That just lets you know how much information he steals. Absolutely. Absolutely. You only prepare for other people's shit if you have thought of that shit. Right, exactly. Like, Belichick probably is like, I'd love to see the 49ers facility. And it's like <laughs> fucking uh, Groot uh, from, uh, yeah. you know, he's got all these. Gardens like, of the Galaxy. Yeah, or just like all, no, not him. Uh, Despicable Me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's got all this, like, secret recorded yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. chocolate chip cookies <laughs> that are, like, rolling around. Like, that's fucking Belichick. Yeah, man. but yeah, he didn't, let, he didn't let me in. Yeah, for real. But, you know, we're on the sideline. It's the AFC Championship. Me, Cowher, and and, Gun- and Tony sitting there chopping it up because you know this our you know this is me and Tony's first AFC Championship. We we not in the studio. We on set. It's cool. It's loud. It's AFC Championship. Yeah. He walks up, speaks to shakes Tony's hand, speaks to Tony, speaks to Bill. I'm literally standing. We we almost shoulder to shoulder. And you're like, all right, here my turn. No, he says absolutely nothing to me. Don't even look at me. And at that point, I'm like, look, bro. Now you've been an asshole. It's fine you've been an asshole over there, but you came over to us. To this is outside group, the lines. Yeah, a group of my – and Tony kind of gave that look like, don't, don't do it. I was about to say, you look, you rude motherfucker. I was about to push it, but like, fuck, like, fuck, because that's just like some assholes. Yes. Uh, let me let me see uh, some other questions here. Oh, this is an amazing one. Uh, rhinoceros spelled interesting. What was it like growing up with two of the whitest first names? Bart Scott. I <laughs> Bart, thought that was hilarious. Bartholomew. I always get the the, the, the man with two first names. I'm yeah. like, yeah, who's this Bart Scott? Uh, uh, Scott, your first name or a last name? Yeah. It was weird, man, because I grew up in the hood, man. So it was like Black Bart and all that type of stuff. Like, who who named you Bart? Who would name you Bart? Like, my dad names Bart. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. Were you a big like. Simpsons fan? I was. It's funny because we had Hank Azaria on the show the other day. And, you know, he does all the characters yeah. and stuff. I told him it was like the Truman Show. Thank you. You raised me. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. But... 
It was it was it was come on the typical stuff, black Bart, Bart Fart, Bart Sampson, you get people coming like Dow. But then I was always the most popular guy or one of the most say. popular guys. So it was like, do you really want you really want to go there? You want this smoke? Man. Uh I've I've had parents and girls try and fight me because I was just on them. What do you mean? I would joke them every day. You you say one thing to me, it doesn't stop until you cry. For the rest of our existence, you're yeah. coming for the neck. At, at the training facility. Where did that come from? Where did that energy come from? Because that is you to a T. Yeah. You are, I will be friendly to any motherfucker that is friendly to me. Yeah, I'm a but mirror. as soon as you fucking cross me, I will fucking bury you. Yeah. Where does that come from? When was the first time that you felt that? Man, first of all, I grew up in a house with all women. Women, you know, my sisters are six feet and, and, and five ten, so wow. they beat the living shit out of me, locked me in the basement. So you had to get tough. I grew and up. Sisters say that shit, man. Yeah, they, they... Beat, the, beat the shit out of me all the time. You know, what I mean, what I'm gonna do to them? My sister's six feet. You know, I mean, she's ten years older than me. The other one's six years older than me. So she's sixteen. I'm six. I can't. I can't win that battle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I just always it was always a snapback because in the hood, either you either either you like you either prey or you or 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 you're or you're a predator. You know what I mean? So it was like one of those things. Like those who just let people keep getting on you, you never, you, you'll never, you'll never shake it. You just, you, you always gonna be fighting, and you always gonna be, you always gonna be on the counter all the yeah. time. So you come at me, I come right at you. I mean sports. I mean sports, man. You talk about some of the most pressure packed joints. You talk about high school sports in Detroit, rival schools. You talking? About, you couldn't even go to the mall. Y- y'all might get in a scrap if you see your rival at the mall. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was like that. So you come at me, I come right back. I remember, you know, I trained at this place called Tess. There was this guy there, and he, you know, he was quiet, but then like he 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 had played for the Raiders. So like he was talking stuff, like think he was fast me and stuff like that. I was like, look, bro. I was like, man, how sorry you gotta be to get cut by the Raiders. Fuck. Oh, that hit him was hard. Oh that, that, that he probably was crying on his bed about that. Try to fight me. I was like, no, and then it was like he wanted to fight. Like, no, 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 everybody. Let him go. Like, don't, don't, I don't do that whole hold, hold me back. back. No, 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 no. Let him go. Like, some, cause every once in a while you gotta, you gotta, gotta show, sh- you gotta show people. You fucking really need to, cause like if you're coming for people like that, yeah, you have to back it up. And he, how did that go with this? He want that smoke. No, he want that smoke. Have you ever been in a fight where you're like, oh, I don't know if this was the right fight to pick? <sighs> nah, I haven't been in a real fight in a long time, man. Yeah, I mean. I'm always ready. Apparently. I'm all- Someone said to me the other day, we were talking about, like, if, if you had to go to jail, how would you do? And I was like, all I know is I'm going to put in my application to do the morning announcements. And hopefully I can be funny enough to save my ass <laughs> because I'm fucked. Like, I'm fucked. Just walk around with a diaper. Oops, yeah. I, I, I pooped on myself Yeah, I, uh, I'm scared. Sorry, I'm shitting everywhere. Yeah. Like, scared. I- Wait, what is it? Get ready with uh, Farrell and, uh, and uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, scared. No, I forgot about that. With Will Farrell and all that stuff. Hey, man, the booty man out there, he real. I know. I don't. That scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> I don't commit crimes not because I'm a good person, because I'm so afraid of jail. Like, I'm so afraid. I wonder what Takashi 69 is going through right now. Fucking it. I bet you ain't got that rainbow hair no more. Like, come here, you little skittle. Oh, mm, man. You don't want that he type of He is in smoke. trouble. <laughs> uh, CPT motivation. What was the craziest conversation you had with Rex? CPT? No, no, this is just the person. That's oh, oh, craziest conversation. 
Uh, not no, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Just typical stuff. You know what I mean? It sounds like you guys had a good relationship. That's yeah, my dude. You know what I mean? Like I used to go up there and talk with the uh, on off days. I used to be up there with the coaching staff, sitting in there like, oh, this is what we're doing this week. All right, but you know, when we came here, it was like a partnership. He decided to take a chance on me. I just wish we could have got that championship. It would have validated everything. Oh man! And even if we would have got one, especially if it would have been early, he'd have been the king around here. Oh, we almost gosh. did it, man. It was just damn. I don't know who did you lose to the Colts? It was the Steelers more than anything because we had just we had we had played the Green Bay Packers that year, and we only gave up nine points. We lost, but we only gave up nine points. They didn't they did not right. want to see us. They scored nine points on us, mm-hmm. three field goals. They barely got past. Was that the Aaron Rodgers year? Yeah, yeah. They barely got past half court uh, midfield. Wow. They kicked three field goals because I think turnovers. I don't remember what happened in the Steelers game. Uh, but. Uh, they beat the, the Steelers. The Steelers lost. That was when Rodgers only uh, Super Bowl. Oh, but I mean, like, what did the Steelers do to you? Oh, remember we we had you know we came out because that was after the can't wait game. We we're kind of lethargic. Ben had like eighteen play drive at the beginning. Right. We came out flat. We came back, tied it up, or then we were like one score away. We we're on the one yard line, first and goal from the one. Schottenheimer threw the ball twice. Instead of, you know, on the one-yard line, the Sean Green. Marshawn. Yeah, Sean Green and LT. Instead of just running the ball four times with wedge blocking and just, hell, you could have quarterback sneaked. I know they got Casey Hampton, but we had Nick Mango. We had, uh, we had uh, well, Fanica was gone. So we had Nick Mango. We still had the best offensive line, Damon Woody. Stacked. And, and, and butt fumble guy, you know, Brandon Moore. Yeah. So we could have – and the Brickshaw Ferguson. Yeah. We could have just wedge blocked four straight times if we ground and pound. Which is so funny because Schottenheimer ran, ran the ball like a record amount of times this yeah. year. And back then, yeah. And back then, that's how we got there. We were all ground and pound and he wanted to be cute. But that's what happens when coordinators are trying to get head coaching jobs. And, you know, they want you look, that flashy play. Yeah, you look at what Shanahan did. Once Julio caught the ball, Super Bowl over with. Yeah, should have. Run the ball three times, kick the field goal. Got cute. I always defend Kyle because I go, it's the only time in a sport where your defense allows 35 straight points and we blame the offensive coordinator for running it twice. Because he got – no, he got he got cute, man. He I tried know. to pass it. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. no, nah, the real fucking issue is that Dan Quinn's defense got yeah. fucking murked in the second half. They have nobody. Yeah. And because you score when you score that fast on offense, people forget same thing tire with Chip Kelly. Defense, You're tired yeah. of the defense because they're out there, and the other offense always gets more snaps. This one is from Token Take, which is an amazing Token name. Take. What was the offensive player that you feared the most going up against? I can tell you the player that the Ravens were afraid of more than anybody: Fred Teller. Running back? They were a Jacksonville Jaguars? They were, man, listen, anytime, when I first got to the Ravens. He reminds me of T.I. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Fred Taylor? Just the way he talks and stuff. Okay, yeah, man. Yeah. His hairline has like been receding, but it stopped. Like, But it was going early. Yeah. But it stopped. Asteroid. But it stopped. It just stopped. It's like a W. Remember like Aaron McKee, how at one point yes. it, looked like, it looked like he That's had. That's an amazing reference. He had a W at the top of his he head. He probably started taking his Propecia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it would make you limp, though. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm about to start doing some work on my hair, and if uh, it starts going listen, limp, listen. I'm gonna start taking the other stuff to make sure it's okay. I don't know if it's gonna know which one's stronger. I better start making some babies. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. I'll no, put this shit out. I don't bro, you, you got you got you got wifey, man. You you engaged, right? So, yeah, but I still try to throw down. So who, what I'm saying is, who cares about your hair, bro? You uh, won, man. I'm trying to do this shit for a long time. Well. Other than the pro piece, you better call Wes Walker and, um, and yeah, Erlacher yeah. and do that. No, I'm going to do that. Because, I don't give a fuck. Because you win and then you lose. 
Yeah. So you get the propecia, you're going to win, you're going to get your hair back, but you're going to lose because you're going to have a limp noodle. I'm going to try, though. I'm going <laughs> to there. I'm going to get it. It's going to work out. Uh, where the fuck? Oh, Fred Taylor. Yeah, Fred Taylor, man. Fred Taylor. Like, they were afraid. Like, listen. They, what aspect of Fred Taylor? They were they were loved when they looked up and he was hurt all the time. They thank God he hurt. We don't want to just get, style of how he. They ran. didn't want to deal with Jimmy Smith, and that was like a little before I got there. Remember, Jimmy Smith has the record for the Ravens, like two hundred and thirty yards receiving wow. in a game. Keenan and, McCardell, that old team. Yeah, and Fred Teller was like fast, strong. He was he was the first Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Remember, he used to line up and run nine routes, bro. Just straight go. But he was always hurt. With Brunel. And, and what, what, what we saw what we saw in New England was was an older Corey Dillon type Fred yes. Teller. But they were afraid of Fred Teller. Uh-oh. What you about what? Eddie George? Nah. Remember, remember the whole thing where they said Ray took his soul. Oh, yeah. And he was trying to be tough when he played against Ray, but they always just scrape but him I up. Eddie did get him one time. Yeah, it was, it was in the playoff game. Yeah. I was there. He, he kind of like stiff arm Ray on the sideline. He got him good. Yeah, but Ray had killed him so many times, scraped him up so many times. I tell you who I who I didn't want to mess with. I didn't want no smoke. Uh, I didn't want no smoke with Larry Allen. Oh my god! I didn't want no smoke. Where was he in his career when you were playing him? He was still. He used to play like maybe three years. There are some him and guys. Flozell Adams too. Flozell Hotel. There <laughs> are there are some guys in the NFL history that no matter what era they were in. Jim Brown's one of those guys. Yeah. Larry Allen is one of those guys. Uh, Jonathan Ogden is one of those guys. Willie Rofe. Willie Rofe. Only time i ever seen like Ray. Like these guys that you go, humans should not yeah. be like that. Only time i ever seen Ray tap out. Like, I want to smoke. Kansas City's Chiefs, Monday Night Football. I was in my second year, and they're like, Bart, you want to go in? I said, no. Don't want none of that smoke. Is this like the Priest Holmes Priest, offense? Trent right. Green, Priest like, Holmes, Willie Rowe, Will Shields, Waters. Yes. Oh, that whole. And it wasn't, it wasn't even Gonzalez that you worry about. It was Dunn, who was basically a third tackle. Jason Dunn, who was like, like two seventy. Yeah, he was unbelievable, and he was mobile. Yeah, yeah. And we playing, and that's the fame. That's when uh, John Matt was still calling. Damn, that was like it had to be like two thousand and three. Wow. John Matt was still calling games, and. And Ray was on the sideline. They picked him up on the mic. Like, man, what's up? They got three of them on me. Somebody got to make a play. And uh, man was like, Ray Lord, you're, you're a great player. But, uh, you know, I'm going to circle right here. There's just one man. Will Shields and Waters was wearing his ass out. Wow. And, like, Priest was – they had this, like, power sweep where they would, mo- they would put Dunn at receiver. Right. Motion him in to Tony. Man. Have Tony, Will Shields, like a goal and so. Willie Rofe. And then they would pull Willie Rofe and Shields around, and and Dunn would block two people down, and they would pull around the linebacker, and the safety had to take that on. Holy crap. And Ray was like, he had like uh, the, the Band-Aid, and the blood was running down both sides of his face. Because of Willie Rofe. They bust him up good, man. They they hit him in his face mask. Bro, man. What is it like when you have like a Larry Allen? Like I apologize. And listen, I'm a I'm an asshole. I, I hit him like I, I was talking shit. I hit him like, oh yeah, motherfucker. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was you, Mr. Allen. Really? I apologize. You called him Mr. Allen? Hell too? yeah. I apologize. And what does he say? Flozell Flo, was so tall, so I'm like, all right, bet. Got his ass. Leverage. They used to put yeah, yeah. I'm getting low. Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, I knocked out uh, Larry Sinners. He tried to cut me, and he caught my knee, and I knocked him out the game. It's funny shit. Damn. But 
Same game. I'm coming off the side. Like, hell yeah, I'm about to get his ass. About to get low. This tall motherfucker don't want shit, right? So I come over and I bend. And instead of like trying to push me, he took his hand and smacked me on my back because I was low. Like, splat! Right? So all of a sudden, the entire sun disappeared. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm on my stomach because he slapped me on my back. And I look up. Oh, no. And I see him. He's about to. He's about to Pile swan driving. dive on me. He's about to swan dive on me. Fart. Yeah. So I, all I see is the sun disappear. I'm like, no. I swear. I said, no. And I start, I start oh, like, I start, and he caught me right on my ankle. Oh. <laughs> ah! That's the way they get you guys. And he caught it's me. It's just on my, falling on you. He caught me on my ankle. I, I was, man, I was crawling, bro. I was. When he when he when he started his initial like you can see somebody bending yeah. and about to jump when he started that he would have landed like on my middle of my back you could have broken a rib I thought I broke my ankle but Damn. I was I was a scrub and I was just I played in packages so I was like forget this I can't I can't tell nobody I'm hurt you know what I mean right. so I just every, you get like eight snaps a game yeah 20 so I, snaps a I game. just taped it up man but man but Larry Allen huh sorry Mr Allen. So it's not even like wide receivers in coverage. It's it's those guys. They can't hurt me. Like this dude can hurt me, man. Yeah. This dude bench five hundred pounds for reps. This dude ain't about to like nah nah. That's why I say he is a generational. Like we'll never see. Like he could fit twenty years yeah. from now. He would have been fine. And if you get him mad, that's the whole thing. You don't want to get him mad. This dude's a thug from Compton, man. I did not know he was from Compton. Yeah, this dude's that a thug. That adds so much more to dude's the gnarliness. A thug. I don't know which one he is. I don't know if he's a blood or crib, but he was like about that life, life. Yeah. Damn. Do you know that? He, like, how he, do you know that? Like. <laughs> How do you find out where a player's from? Just people know him. Like, yo, like really? this dude, like, you know, like, oh, this dude's a corner. Like, Sean Alexander, like, this dude's a corner. That's an aspect of the NFL that I don't think people pay attention to enough is, like, hometown. Yeah. Like, you being from Detroit explains so much. Yeah. Like, if I saw that somebody was from, like, Beverly Hills, like, it completely changes yeah. what they're going to be, like, We all We all like. Like, just just look at the people that you know that's from Detroit. We kind of all yeah, the same. Yeah, list them out. You, you got, you got Jalen, right? Me and Jalen both talk crap. Always talk about the hood. Talk so much shit. Chris Webber, kind of same way. Yep. Jerome Bennis, kind of same way. Jerome Bettis is one of the, he's a lot like Heinz Ward. Yeah. Where we think they're friendly, but then you realize they, they slung back in the day and they yeah. didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think you think about Bus Gates. Nick if is in my ear saying Carl Banks. Yeah, Carl Banks. You talk you talk to uh, you know Magic's from that from that spot. Kind of all big silly guys. So Detroit's like the place. Where, like, Detroit's like a place where it's no guidelines, right? So big dudes want to be little dudes, right? So if you look at all the great stars from Detroit, right. mo- most of them are too big for their position, right? You're like, what are you talking about? Well, Chris Webber was, like, more point forward. Jalen Rose was, like, a, t- was like a tall – he was too point tall guard. to play point guard, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six point guard. Yeah. You look at Magic, same thing. You look at George Gervin, same thing. You look at uh, – um, Steve Smith, same That's thing. That's my guy, Smitty. It's Smitty, right? So all these yeah. dudes, like, why do you think that is? I don't know because like it's never, it's never like guidelines because most of the time in Detroit you you're too big to play certain things. Like Gates was like a point guard, like six five fat dude out there yeah. hand on the rock. So like you can be a fat. Like where else can Jerome Bennett say I'm playing tailback? Any other city they'd put his ass at nose guard. That's so funny. Dude's always been big and fat. 
You know what I'm saying? But yeah, in but Detroit, why is that happening? But in, in Detroit, Detroit, it's like weird. You you Something go in the water. You go to a park. You see fat dudes. You see fat dudes out there like Escalade to hand on the rock. You like man, get under the pole. He's like, oh no, I got the rock. Like, was he about? from Detroit too? No, no, no. Okay, he was. No, he was. But I I'm, love just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, so that's just how it is. Like Detroit's a place where people like are bigger than what they supposed to be, and they play positions that they are really not supposed to. Braylon Edwards from there, the yeah. flamboyant dude, but he yeah. always like stylish talking stuff. Who else is from there? Well, Larry Foot, he was a jerk. You know what I mean? But we the same way. Sir Biggums, right? AKA yeah. San, um, uh, Anthony Adams. Right. You know what I mean? He's, oh, he's from there. Chris Jenkins. Damn, talk about a big motherfucker. Yeah, want to break dance. You ever talk to him? Like, he's, he's the type of guy that intimidates. Like, he'll, if you start laughing, like, he laughs at his joke before he's finished, you better laugh too. He'll be like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I, I would be like, why are you laughing like that? <laughs> no, you he like, kicked my ass. Like, <laughs> he might smack you on the back. You, like, uh, he was a, other than Larry Allen, he's the second biggest dude I've ever been around. Really? Him and, Orla- him and Orlando Brown. Oh, Zeus. Yeah. But I think Chris may have been bigger than Zeus. Man, when Chris was in his prime with the Panthers, that D line. The first two years here. Oh, yeah. We, if we'd have won, we'd have won, oh, a, we'd when have won you a Super Bowl. Got him. Remember, we played without him. He got hurt early. Really early. If we'd have played the Patriots, the Steelers, anybody with him in the playoffs, healthy. Man. Remember, he tore, his AC, he tore his ACL two years in a row. Yeah. Damn, this he dude, was such a big signing, too. Bro, I used to just sit behind him and laugh. I'm like, nope, guess what? I'm staying right here because I know this running back's about to have to cut back because he's about to take your center and your guard and fucking I, – I Welcome wa- to the C-gap, I used, to, I used to watch him like – he used to tackle the running back with the defenders. He would just take them and push them back, and, and they would run into him. I, I think it's the, the aspect of football, it's the most disrespected position are those interior D linemen. Yeah. They are the most impactful players in the game. Nobody knows who the fuck they are. Yeah. They always get neglected in the top 100 yeah. list. Like, I think Fletcher Cox is a top 10 player in the NFL. No, he is. No because doubt. every single play. I want to know top 10, top 20 for sure. Yeah, but I, I just mean, like, those yeah. guys never get the respect. See, like, Haloti Nada for your defense was everything. See, so. so That's why, all, like, Quinn Williams in the draft. Yeah. Oh, you you can want the Bosa's, and and we're gonna have an interview next week with Josh yeah. Allen, all that. But like, nah. and I love him, but Quinn and Williams yeah. can change your team for a decade. Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver. Now Ed Oliver's not as big as him. Yeah, but he's gonna play that. But three he's technique. a fucking he's gonna play monster. that three technique. Yeah, and and see when the Falcons had Grady Jarrett, they're a different defense. Yeah. Aaron Donald, like all those guys, when you have an Gerald impactful McCoy, deep, but he's not the same yes. player anymore. When Sue was Sue, and the thing is, you like, couldn't do anything against them. This is the thing, and no disrespect to Casey Hampton, but all big men are created equally. Right, Casey was more of I'm I'm he, not going to push the pocket, but you're not going to push me. Right, he was a gap holder. Right, you weren't going to get up to your. He line was back. a holder, not a push. Yeah, yeah. Yo, know, Ted Washington. Right, so man, Ted was the man. What is it? Chester McLaughlin was different. See, what about so, the two guys in Jacksonville, Marcus Stroud and yeah, uh, and, and um, goddamn Joe, smack, smack some face. damn blood out my damn face. But see, but he couldn't he move. Was scary as see, fuck. but he could, but he couldn't move. He was a holder. Right. He yeah. He, he was a big guy with a neck roll. Henderson. Yeah, yeah. So the the difference in those guys, the most dominant guys in that position, I feel in, in my era to play, was Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth when he was trying. Yep, when he was contract. Haloti Nada, Chris Jenkins, and I mean Will Fork is still like those. He was like one of those plug guys too. He's still yeah. like one of those fat guys, kind of like Ted Watson, right. Jerry Ball. Right. Like these were big guys that were dancing bears. 
Like Chris Jenkins could could like break dance and spin on the top. Haloti was a rugby it's, player. That's why I say they're the best athletes. Yeah, like you, they're, they're so hard to find. Quinn Williams is the is the I think next. He's just like that, he's the next one. Yeah, like we haven't seen guys that's six five, you know, that can move, run, and that's strong, can anchor, but also can can split the gaps and and, and get across. Right. Like the Casey Hamptons, the the, the Kelly Graves, those are different type of. Uh, like I just want to say this: like I, I hear all these mock drafts, and everyone's talking about they need an edge rusher. They need an edge rusher. Yeah. How many more fucking times do we need to see that guards are not as good as tackles and beat the shit out of them? Yeah, they're horrible. See, but the, the reason why, and just take advantage of that. But the, put, re- put the hey, where where does how do you beat Tom Brady? Pressure him up the yeah, middle. Yeah. How do you beat Peyton Manning? Pressure him up yeah. the middle. It's not because of them. Yeah. It's every fucking quarterback. See, but here, here's the problem with that. When you when you do have the nose guard, he's dominant, yes. Even with Sue, you can double him all sure. the time. You can't – it's hard to but double. Now at least, but now it's 11 on 10? You need both. You need both. Yeah, of you course. Need, you got to have it. You, so you got to figure out what you don't have. That's why I think the Jets need to get Timmy Jernigan and then take Josh Allen. Mm. Get the inside with the outside. Because they, they thought they were going to have that with, um, with Leonard. Or, uh, but Leonard Williams Barr. haven't shown it. Yeah, yeah. See, if they would have went Barr, then they definitely go with Quinn and Williams. Yeah. See, because Barr is a blitzer, though. Right. He's like a Delius. Right. He's like he's exactly like that. Who's really who's great a, athlete. Right. He's a blitzer. He's not a guy that's naturally. But could go also there play in the middle. And be Von Miller. Yeah. He's not going to be Von Miller. That's going to have a hand play. That's what's interesting about the Niners is you know the Niners. Everyone's saying they're going to go Bosa, yeah. but they just went and paid all that money for D Ford. Yeah. They, and they, they got the all those guys there, inside. Yeah. They and, need a Quinn Williams. Look, if they match up DeForest Buckner and Quinnen Williams in the middle, I mean, the only thing that sucks is they've spent their last three first-round well, picks on Sa- D-line. They got Salomon. Salomon? Solomon? Solomon. I'm not interested. Then they got Whatever. D. Well, maybe like he unlocks them because they need they need, they need need an outside pass rusher here yes. to see if Leonard Williams is worth Who do you think that guy is? Have you watched these guys? Yeah, I like um, – both is cool, but in a 3-4, I think he's limited him in space. And everyone, I also don't think Bosa's going to get to you guys, but – Maybe. No, I think see I think that was the beauty of it. I think that the Niners go Quinn Williams. You or do. They, or they go greedy or, or they move back. Yeah. Because they need they need help on the outsides and their defense is horrible. You know, and they lost Foster so they don't have any linebackers. And he's been adjudicated. He's been he's been he's been He's been proven innocent at this right. point. And now you already let him walk away. Damn. Uh Andrew Golden underscore seventeen. What does Bart think of the Jets new uniforms? I haven't heard your take. Uh, they're all right. Um, they could be better, but pretty you are much. a fashion guy, so you yeah. are the right person to ask. I don't like I don't like the New York Jets over here. I think it would be cool if they would just put like a, a gray plane or a cool plane, mm. nice little jet there, like nice little logo right there. Instead yeah. of putting New York Jets, I'm the worst at this. Yeah. I have never had a good take about a jersey. See, this is the problem with the Jets and teams that only have two colors. There's no accent color. So that's why they have to make the black Green uniform. Black. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because like, can you? Re- what can we do in here to make Penn State uniforms look nice? Nothing, because it's not an accent color. You think about the teams that got the coolest uniforms: Patriots, because they got red, white, and blue. Right. Then they can throw the gray in there sometimes. Yep. Then you look at the Giants, same thing. Yeah. You look at the Seattle Seahawks because they can pull that kiwi neon. color, yeah, get that neon color out. You look at even you look even look at the Jaguars. You know, they can pull the three colors yeah. out. So you're not a traditionalist. You don't like the Colts all white with the blue. You're not a fan. Wacky D. Yeah. Like, when have you ever looked at the Colts uniform? Like, yo, that's tight, big. Some people love the classics. It's classic, but it's limited. Yeah. Like, you can, you can what's the variation? White on white, blue on white. Right. What are they going to do, make some blue pants? Yeah. 
No, I get it. And then because there's no black in there, they can't have a blacked out uniform. I just think that the the public always like these jerseys suck, and I'm like, I don't really give they, a fuck. They're okay in the middle, you know what I mean? Like, like is basically Denver because there's nothing you can do but put the put the it's either put the little cool thing there or right. put a stripe. When those Denver jerseys came out, though, yeah. they were fucking fire. Yeah. With, like, the, the tooths coming up or whatever yeah, they were. Yeah, 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 They were awesome. See, so, uh, they, so, so they didn't want to make the same thing, so they put it on the shoulders. Yeah. Not I had a Terrell Davis Denver jersey growing yeah. up. Yeah. Because I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. I mean, I would say, like, who got the best? I mean, the Patriots throwbacks are the best to me. The, oh, with the stripes. I, yep. I think, and this is hard for me to say, the Dallas Cowboy Thanksgiving jerseys are the coolest. Well, if you go, if you yeah, the those white are shoulders yeah, those are with those the stars on top, they're phenomenal. See, but like, what can the Lions do? Red and silver, they can't do nothing. I think also the powder blue Chargers are phenomenal. I can, I can with see the that. white helmet with the lightning bolt. I wish the Eagles could go back to the Kelly green. And I know the owners like working on the Reggie White Jerome yeah, Brown yeah. days. Because when I see those, I see Randall Cunningham. Almost Gumby, getting sacked Gumby, and yeah. making the throw. I see Reggie White. You just like, play our boy like that, man? Who? Carl he didn't want to miss a tackle. Yeah, well, it's fucking Randall Cunningham. <laughs> That's what's going to fucking happen. I had a Randall Cunningham uh, back in the day, uh, What is it? just like a flat brim. Oh, yeah, and then on the back it had 12 Cunningham. It probably, probably was a starter hat. Absolutely. Was that the was one? Awesome. Was, that, was that the let me be me hat? I don't remember. When he got in trouble when he was like, let me be me because they were trying to keep him in the pocket. Oh, man. Randall was a fucking animal. Yeah, All right, man. another one from Andrew Golden. What do you think of Sam Darnold? I like Sam, and I've, I've been around long enough to see when a kid got the goods. I think what he was able to show you at the end, I think it became too much because they started him. Right. Teams figured him out. He struggled in the middle of the season. But then he got a few weeks off. Yeah, they gave him the go. Yeah, the, it was a smart because move. Because of the injury. Hey, you right. know what? I don't know why teams can't come out and say he's a fucking rookie. Yeah. We're going to give him four weeks because we're about to play the Patriots and the fucking Jaguars. Yeah. And we're going to bring him back at the end of the season. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. I think, I think at the I end— I don't know why teams can't say that. I don't know either. It's like, why don't they just come out with the Rangers um, statement? We are going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and they came out yeah. and said, we're rebuilding. Yeah. Sorry. Like it's the Dolphins right now are like, we're fucking tanking. Right. Sorry. Yeah. But I know it fucks up ticket sales and all that, but— Don't matter. Nobody's showing honest. up to games in Miami whether they yeah. win it or not. It's too oh, many other that's what I wrote do. down. Before, before we get back to Sam, you said South Beach is undefeated. Undefeated. I had a conversation with Kenyon Martin that he said, if you see an NBA team, <coughs> excuse me as I die, in a back-to-back, Miami-Orlando, it's not, it's, it's, they're not going to be bad in Miami. They're going to be bad in fucking Orlando. Yeah. And so I was like, ooh, betting mine. That's great. Yeah. I South Beach is undefeated. Why do you think the Patriots always lose down there? Well, I so – Do you know what happens when you I'm, go to Miami? I'm Johnny Fan. In my mind, I always thought you guys were in the hotels at 9 o'clock and you have an NFL game and you're going to be really respectful. Listen, Tell me why I'm a fucking idiot. Well, when you fly in, first of all, you get a, a, you get maybe three or four hours free time. By the time you fly down... You fly in on a Friday or a Saturday? On a Saturday. So you get there Saturday afternoon. Maybe 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. You got meetings at 7. Meetings at 7. You got four hours. Got to got to be efficient. See, I would. This is how I would go. I would get in the hotel and I'd have plans, and then I'd lay on the bed, and then I probably wouldn't do anything. Probably not. They fly in, 
they got their side piece or their main piece yeah. waiting there for them. Yeah. Time to go out, get some action. Or if you're one of the young guys, you might go to the, straight to the strip club. Nothing like a strip at club. 3 o'clock on a Saturday? Yeah, it's the only time you can get it. It's when you can get in, you can get in. Especially if you come in. Just clean in. the wings are good. Yeah. It's, well, strip clubs do have the best wings. That's, that's a, what that's I a, hear. That's a fact. I, look at, I don't know what's in the sauce, but that's a fact. I look at Chad Johnson's Instagram last night, and he's like, I'm here for the food. It's a fact. I'm telling you. But – but when you, you you go there, I just don't like eating in strip clubs. Why? I don't know. The cook, the cook. What you think the cooks Germs. back there? <laughs> just, I don't know. I can't do it. I just for me, it's like the biggest waste of money ever. The Jewish guy in me Listen, comes out. I can't do it. I lost a, I lost a friendship in Miami. Really? I was like, bro, you can never in your life come in my house and drink out of a regular cup. Oh, you saw him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro. Not a lot over it. I was like, bro, that's, that's, that's not your line. Yeah. Like, that's not your role. We at the strip club, that's not what you're supposed You're not supposed to be doing that. Wow. That's intense. I don't even want to know. But wait, so you, you go right to the strip club. Or you got, or you got three somebody, hours. Or you got somebody meeting there. Then you go to the meetings, and then afterwards you run back to the strip club. And then what time do you have to be back in the hotel? Usually like 1130. So then you, and how long is that 7 o'clock meeting? Hour and a half? Hour and a half. Dudes, wow. dudes are waiting, burning rubber on the way out in between. Yeah, Minnesota, that's not happening. Yeah, Minnesota's like, oh, let me see what's going on in the movies. Yeah. yeah. But Miami. Jack, Jack Frost. Sorry, I watch Jack Frost. But even the Patriots. You don't think that, come on, man. You don't think they, come on. Listen, man, I just assume all Patriots are robots. <laughs> yeah, right. They I just don't. assume that, like, once you're on the team, he, like, get ups. He not get up, get up, get out you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Randy With was. With a teacup. I'm, I'm sure Randy was chilling when he went down there. I'm sure Chad Johnson was chilling when he went back home in Miami. Right. This, who has to win in his record against the Patriots? Yeah, the Dolphins. Nah. South Beach is a motherfucker. I just, I, yeah, I just assume, I don't know. Dude, I just forget that you're never been, Especially if you've never been down there. See, basketball players, because they get to stay the night. So they play the game, and then they get to go to the club yeah, and you party. Guys can and then, they, and then they take it in the morning. And they got. That's why I always wondered when I went to, to, to whenever a basketball team came in, why Allen Iverson had a party every place he was a, hey, had the after party. I'm like, yeah, you don't even live here. Yo, after party, God bless Reebok for saving him $35 million oh, for no. when he turns 50. Bro. He's it's spe- the only reason he's alive right Bro, now. Bro, he's spinning it. Oh, already against Bro. it? I hope not. <laughs> I was in Atlanta last he week. He has so many people trying to take care of him right now. I was now. in Atlanta. Yeah, you talk about the annuity that John Thompson took out. Yeah. Bro, I was, in, <laughs> I was in Atlanta last week. I saw AI in two clubs getting it in. I know. The thing is, I grew up on Iverson. Like, like the reason that it took me a long time to get into the shoe game is everybody grew up on Jordans, and I fucking grew up on Iverson. Them Iversons, them, them first ones with the, the red, with the, with yeah. the red, with, with the, the red blue tip. bottoms. Like, I've always thought the always, blue bottoms on the question reminded me of the Concord Elevens, okay, where like that bottom clear blue, yeah, and it's yeah. just the perfect bottom. But I fucking what was love your favorite color. The, I the, I love the red, gold, and black zip ups because there was an era of the those. shoes yeah. where Gary Payton. Kobe and Iverson all had zippers on their shoes. Gotcha. And I loved those. See, I like the ribs. I still got a pair. Oh, the questions. Yeah. yeah they're phenomenal. But I always wanted the one with the green tips. 
Oh. Those are, like, hard to get. Those are pretty. I was watching the game, uh, the Michigan State-Texas Tech game, and Jason Richardson had the 11s with the Hornet green on top, and they look like the classic 11s. They're so yeah. fucking I go to I go to Flight Club every once in a while, and I look at maybe the old school Ray Allen um, Jordans. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not spending that much damn money for those. The fucked up thing about Flight Club is when you, you go up there, and it's like $400 more than you thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. And you're, but you don't because look the like price a punk. Went up, yeah. You don't look like a punk, and you're like, Seven hundred dollars for some bullshit Air Maxes <laughs> cost like, me three dollars. Cost, yeah. cost three dollars to make. But oh man! All right, and then uh, we already asked you about the AB Juju. Um, I just I'm trying to get in all the time. Um, this is from Adam Cos. Can you please ask if you remember having a confrontation with Pat McAfee? Did you ever have one? The kicker? Yeah, I just had him on recently. He's fucking hilarious. That's the punter. Fun. For the he was on the Colts. Colts. Did you ever have a, a, a? I may have. If I was on special teams, it depends on what year. Okay, it may have. I mean, I would fight anybody. I mean, apparently, they didn't really. I was an equal opportunist ass kicker. Was there ever a trash talker? And this is uh, gentleman TBD. He says gentleman, gentleman TBD. It says uh, biggest trash talker coming through during your draft year. But was there ever a trash talker that you guys would get excited to face each other? Because it would just go up. Was it like Chad Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I got a, It's like a sport. Yeah, yeah. Chad, Chad, me and Chad had a, a lengthy. When we get off the air, I'll show you this little video that this dude made for me. That I didn't realize that Chad was mic'd a lot, and you would see how you. Will, I'll show you how you should treat Chad Johnson. Um, and then, man, you're just gonna have to come back again because okay. I have a lot of questions. My last one will be this from uh, Young Don Farleone because I, I didn't really talk about the can't wait thing. But he asks, are you happy that you became a meme with the interview with Sal? Uh, it's it re- like when I search you on the Internet, God damn, it's the motherfucking thing that pops up all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's I got to cra- go do something else. I got to like be like a ricochet and Denzel Washington stand on top of the Empire do State Do you building. get waiters that are be like, I know that you can't wait, but <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. have it out in a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Do. It's all good, man. I, I take it in stride because you know what? When I'm in Baltimore, though. I don't get any of that. And it's weird it's because... It's a Jets thing. They see, yeah, it's a Jets thing. And it's Jets and everybody else thing. But in Baltimore, they see me as the mad backer. Mm. So they see me mad backer. And their shining moment is like when I killed Ben and when I threw the flag in the stands for us. Those are the best things yeah. ever. Which which tenure did you enjoy the most? I would say the Ravens. Yeah. I'm, I'm really well, a Raven. Well, what a fucking special team to be a part of. Yeah. Right? Like, every line, every part, you had coaches that, like, knew what they were doing. It just, was like... Just think of what they became. Look at what, look at what, Mike Smith, head coach, uh, uh, Leslie Frazier. Yeah, he was there. Yep, yeah. but he wasn't there. Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis, head coach. Rex Ryan. You look at uh, Mike Patton, Rex Ryan, Mike Nolan, Singletary. Like I was around some of the smartest. Well, not Singletary, but I was around some of the greatest, <laughs> greatest football minds ever. Donnie Henderson, Dennis Thurman. Like, look how many – like, people are talking – you know, I remember I was talking to um, Ozzy, and I was just like, hey, people always talk about this tree, that tree. How about your tree? Or, right. Or the um, the Brian Billick tree. And he always says that his tree is the um, Bill Belichick tree. So he, he – Oh, because he was with him in Cleveland. Yeah, Ozzy considers him part of it. So whatever. I, I don't give that to him. I call Ozzy his own tree. You know what I mean? Ozzy's that much of a – what is he going to do now that he's retired? Oddly enough, I think he's going to probably become the AD for Alabama. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Because they still own – I don't know if his wife wants to go down there because she 
It's Alabama. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, Ozzy's always down there. He still owns a house on an island out there, too. Wow. And the local billionaire loves him. All right, so. Amos. Amos? Amos. Amos owns everything down there. He's I a local can... billionaire. Those guys scare the shit out of me. Amos owns the Root Chris. He owns all the restaurants down there at the Senior Bowl. He owns the team. Yeah. Uh, we'll do this as the last one. Do Banks 86. Where does Peyton Manning rank on talented quarterbacks that you faced off against? I remember one Thursday night game as the most entertaining game I've ever seen. It's when the Ravens' defense was operating on all cylinders. Peyton Manning was in his prime. And I remember, I just remember Peyton at the line of scrimmage and Ray at the line changing back and forth. If you, if you want to see a great chess match, go back and watch the year that the, the Colts won the Super Bowl. Who was the best team in football? The Ravens. The Steve McNair led Ravens. Oh, you the 13 so and 3 Ravens. I think that was the year I'm talking about. Yeah. Peyton Manning, the great Peyton Manning. 146 total yards. Wow. That was the only time in my life Rex lied to me. He said, you, if you don't give up a touchdown, you can't lose a football game. Adam, Adam Vinatieri, five field goals. And y'all lost. We lost. We picked Peyton off two times. We destroyed. We, that, that was the greatest defensive game we've ever played collectively. But Peyton Manning, by far, to me, is the hardest opponent that I ever had to prepare for. Brady does it with execution. Peyton does it with putting so much um, like mental stress on you. It's like the it's it's the ver it's the the football acumen test. It's like going back and forth. See, when you play the Patriots, you know what they're doing. Like first drive, this is their concepts. This is how they're going to try and beat us. They're going to out execute you. They're going to give you different formations, but it's the same stuff. Yeah. And other people are going to get it at different times. Peyton is like creating and evolving before you. Right in front of your eyes. And it's like, man, what, like, hold up, coach, hold up. You came to me in the first quarter and you said yellow meant left. So now he's playing left. He's changed the meaning of yellow in the middle of the game. So now yellow means something else. So now you, like, what you're learning and the intel that you're trying to be a smart football player, he's using it against you. Jeez. And his team understands what he's doing and they're not messing up. Where do you put him in terms of best quarterbacks of all time? I mean, you got to go Brady now because it's just the championships speak for themselves. Yeah. But he's definitely in my top five. He's in my top five. I have him ahead of Marino for sure. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he, he's our era Marino, but he won two. I think he's, I think he's different than Marino. I think Marino. He, he, was, he was what Joe, uh, Johnny Unitas was, where Johnny came out there was like calling the plays and – I don't know if we've even had anybody like that. Well, apparently Aaron Rodgers was, was calling his own plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently he was doing that. Screw you, McCarthy. Dummy, go get a massage. Dude, I would do the same thing. Discount double check on three. But Peyton was that. Where's B.J. Raji? Man, I miss B.J. Raji just for the for the, for the. I have heard a lot of Green Bay Packers fans say that B.J. Raji not being there anymore, he was the guy that checked everybody in the locker room. And he, was you, a, he was a jerk. You need the He's fucking jerk. Yep. Like we, we, you. I think you joked about this before. Like I probably need a better friend to tell me, man, you probably shouldn't wear that. But I don't only to still only to Stiller game. Yeah, yeah. But like and with Wiz Khalifa, BJ Raji is the guy that said, "Shut the fuck up." And yeah. you need that guy on a team with you. You got to have him. You have to because you, you let those egos fly free. They'll they'll take over the whole team. Yeah, appreciate you, dude. Oh, good. Bart Scott, I'm calling you up because you've been coughing. Gotta get some music next. Man. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I'm flying too fucking much. Yeah, these dirt balls on fucking planes. <laughs> I'm just gonna end with this. I just think it's hilarious. Don't get the measles. People in first class 
They got all this money. They spend all this money, and they're eating fucking dog food yeah. and loving it. Yeah. Oh, I get a fucking cookie. Yeah, they be like, "What you want?" Gross. Give me a salad. Bart Scott, Madbacker, as always, bringing the heat. Appreciate you guys as well. I'm probably in Atlanta when this podcast is coming out. I will be back. Draft is coming up. We're gonna have Josh Allen. Tell AI, Can, I say what's up. I will say hi. I'm gonna see him at a Dave and Buster's. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, we're going to have Josh Allen later this week, pass rusher from Kentucky. Check it out. We'll be back. See you guys.